So obviously a big one is, is Coach Keitha. Um, I mean, day one, I think, day, day one until I graduated, I think. I mean, she was she was there every day. I mean, um, for the distance program, she was really the hands, she was the boots on the ground for you, in essence. I mean, probably excited would be uh, Tebow. I was never really intimidated by anybody. I mean, I, I ran against Matt Sensuous and tried to beat him in the in, in his own game. So Matt Sensuous, for people who don't know, he is an Olympian. His dad was an Olympian. And just like that, we're back. The next episode features Gerard Franklin. See you on the track.
we spent, I mean, she took, we were, I don't say we were her kids, but you know, she was, she was a single woman. So she had the, the flexibility um, to, you know, spend a lot of time with us. And for, you know, at a certain point, it was really just me as a guy that was on the team. Um, all the other guys had, had kind of aged out and there weren't any other people behind me um, that kind of came up yet. And so we would go over a house. They, the girls would watch movies and stuff like that. And sometimes I could come over and maybe spend, I would never spend a night, but I could come over, watch a movie and then be on my, on my way. Um, and we would do morning practices and things of that nature. And so, you know, I don't think she ever, she wasn't a, um, I won't say she wasn't a motivator, but she wasn't like a rah-rah person. She was, she was, I would say she was very calm. She would tell you your time. She would say, you know, you need to run fast. I don't remember her being rah-rah. You know what I mean? I think the person that was the most rah-rah, because you're not really rah-rah either. You're more like, hey, if, you, if someone makes you mad, yeah. But I don't think outside of that, the only person I think was rah-rah was, was Brady, Coach Brady. And for, for Brady, I always felt bad. I was like, man, these guys got all these programs. They're doing technique practices. And I'm just out here running in the cold. Where, where's the love at? And so um, I think toward, I mean, cause he, I don't think he really came around until I was a junior. Um, I started to want to be faster so that it would force you guys to make me have to practice with him so that I could do some sprint type of work. Um, and it's funny, like I, in college, the best I ever did, like when I ran 152, um, it was because, you know, Murphy too. So Murphy ended up being our coach for a year, whole debacle. I don't have to get into that. But Murphy was our coach, and then things kind of went south afterwards. But he realized, and what y'all knew as well, the way that you unlock my distance potential is by giving me sprint work, giving me sprint endurance work. Um, and so I used, like, the workout that I will never forget is the workout we did before Penn Relay I did with Brady. Like, you, I think you and Coach Keith had to go up early, and I was coming up to run the 4 by 4 or something like that. I think that's the... I think I ran that race with Alpha Lobby if my memory's maybe I didn't. I don't I don't remember now, but essentially, um, I think I did two three hundreds and I could not walk after that workout. That was it. He was just like, yo, get get the F out of there. And and so those are the two. I mean, obviously, um, I mean, my dad was kind of a coach at a certain point. Um <laughs> uh, you know, Jimmy Harper. Um, when I was growing up, before I got to high school, big, big influence on my life. Um, you know, he passed away while I was in college. I think my freshman years, junior, I think it was freshman or sophomore year, he passed away. Um, you know, his son was a really good friend to me. Um, and so, you know, the Kings, the Shockleys influenced my dad, influenced my brother who influenced me. And those were kind of the, the minds that shaped me growing up, um, in the track world. Mm -hmm. All 
Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you, you bring that up. I mean, me and Kelly, I don't think we've ever been cool. Like, um, I, I just don't, we never really kind of hit it off. But never has a coach ever on either side of any team that I've ever been around was negative in the county. Like every kid, every coach, I could, I could walk, I've gone to track meets. And walk down the line of French George's County coaches. And all of them will speak to me. All of them will have something to say to me. I mean, from, from Oxton Hill, from Roosevelt, from Suitland, um, you know, High Point, all of those guys. I mean, heck, my my best friend ran for Parkdale. And um, you know, he and I, we got out at it at first, and then we became college roommates. Um, and then, you know, the the Parkdale coach at the time was like, hey, my guy's going to Howard. I need you to look out for him. Like, it was almost like you guys are in a community and don't forget that you're in a community. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I would say it was two things. So, um, cause you can look at my numbers and you can see, you know, from a progression standpoint, things change. So number one, the training was just different. Um, the training was not made designed for me. Um, and what made it worse was I ended up injuring myself. I, I had a bone spur my freshman year after cross country going into indoor. Um, and I had a decent cross country season. Um, bone spur takes months to heal. I can't run with a, after getting the surgery. Um, so I'm out for basically the rest of the year, lose all my training. I try to get back. I pull my hamstring. Um, on my road to recovery. Um, and that's where things kind of went south for me from, you know, from an athletic standpoint. By the time I got back my junior year, um, you know, Coach Murphy gets me to the point where I want to be. I get second in, in uh, the conference championships. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm starting to feel good. And the athletic director fires the coaching, coaching staff, save the head coach, Coach Merritt. So Coach Coach Merritt is still the head coach, but they bring in another guy, which is, you know, you, you understand how athletic directors think at, at the collegiate level. I'm a fire. I, I don't like the staff if they don't perform and I'm going to bring in my guy. 
regardless if my guy's qualified or not, I'm gonna bring in my guy. And so that's basically the story behind it. Obviously, you know, I would say there wasn't the same level of competitiveness. It wasn't the same level of focus on achievement um, from the athletic side at Howard University. It's just the culture of the of the, of the campus. Um, you know, if you show up and your teammates don't care about practice, it's, it becomes even harder for you to focus on practice if you get my drift. So, you know, I'm I'm never going to blame my former teammates for whatever what happened to me. You know, in terms of achievement, because you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for myself as a person. Um, but you, everyone knows that environment sometimes can breed success or failure um, in anyone. And so, if I had known, obviously, you don't know when you. I didn't take a visit, but if I had known, I may have thought about, do I want to do this for the rest of my, do I want to be a pro at track athlete? And if I do, I may want to reconsider where I want to go. Um, but other than that, I mean, I didn't have a, it was, I mean, once I had the right coaching, everything kind of went into place. It was just sad that right when my coaching got into place, Murphy ended up moving, moving on to uh, Morgan State, I believe. And I think he coached at uh, Oxen Hill as well before, like he knew me before I knew him. Uh, And I wasn't transferring, man. I, I realized I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't about to transfer to chase a track career. Yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to, I, I, I'll say it like this. I knew that if I ran 149, people would have knocked on my door. I knew that if I had broke, you know, if I broke 150 and, and was serious and was killing it at that point, I, if I went to nationals one time, people would have been like, hey, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Do this for, for, for a couple of years. Yeah, but for, for track, I mean, it's not like people knock on your door because they see your potential. Do you have the times or not? And that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good question. So I would say obviously going to bed early, um, was something that was big for me. Um, obviously easier to do in high school than college, especially your first couple of years in college, maybe all your years in college. Um, <laughs> um, my dad, I don't know where he found this out, but he found out that, um, sweet potato were a very good source of energy, short-term energy boost. And so there was a time where at, at the night before every track meet, he would throw a couple of sweet potatoes in the oven, you know, cover them in butter or whatever, put them in the bag and say, hey, eat half of this before your race or take a couple bites before your race. And so I did that. And I, I definitely noticed the difference. I think um, from a mental standpoint, I would take some time to pray before every race. Um, I would 
try to like as I began to really understand my body, I would make sure that I was really, really loose early. Um, so because this is the thing that I never understood about track, which is such a funny thing at you know at this juncture in my life. You warm up, you are tired. Like if you warm up right, you're tired. You're a little bit out of breath. You you've lost energy by warming up. And so because I knew that that was going to be the case, I didn't realize that until college. Once I realized that that was the case, I said to myself, okay, well, let me get out there early. I'll warm up. I can talk. I can do my dynamic stretching. Um, I'll, you know, do my little 10, 15 minute run. Um, and then I'll come and chill. And then I'll get up and do dynamic, dynamic stretching again. And then at that point, I, the goal is just to stay warm because your muscles are loose. Everything's cool. So I'm doing, you know, maybe 50 meter sprints or, you know, sometimes it's really trying to open up my, my my turnover or trying to get my turnover going. And other times it's just, hey, just get into the motion so that you can feel what it feels like to run. And then, you know, that was basically it for me once I was warm. Uh, obviously, I still have scar tissue in my hamstring as a 31-year-old man. So, you know, in college, that was something I was always fighting once I once I really pulled my hamstring the way that I did because I never I never stopped running. I never stopped running once I pulled it. I iced it, I stretched it, but I never stopped running. And I didn't understand that some of the pain isn't you're about to pull it again. It's you have scar tissue and you've never done the work to get the scar tissue out of your leg. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? I realize why some of my faster times are never at bigger meets now. Because like pin relays to me was the hardest place to ever find a place to warm up. Because it's the security, it's not a lot of space. People aren't interested in, it's too much going on for you to go to the bathroom in peace eat something that's good for you the night before, eat something that's good for you the day of, stretch and do all that stuff. I mean, I think I had some good performances, but it kind of hits me now that it's like, it's not always the same. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you're in downtown Philly. It's not like it's it's not like it's a you got an acre of space or another football field to work out on. I'm with you. Okay. His dad was an Olympian in the mile. Right. Mm -hmm. 400, man, the four by four, easy. The four by four, easy, man. That was the most, it's the most glorified race in the in track. Because I can't run the four by one. <laughs> Ah, uh, probably anything with repeats longer than <laughs> if it's longer than four hundred repeats than that. Uh, I think we did. You know what? It's it was that twelve, ten, eight, six, uh, four workout. I think we did a while. Man, that ah, uh, ah. Uh, give me. I'd rather do heels than that. <laughs> And then we only do those workouts when this weather's bad, too. It, it, you don't do those workouts when it's spring and it's nice. <laughs> you do it in, in October. You do it in November. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, probably like dive in, like really, really dive into the process and what it means to be an athlete, be competitive um, and practice, be competitive and practice, find someone that you can be competitive with that's on your level and practice. And that will foster your level of growth when you actually compete in a competition. Um, that was one of the things I missed my senior year because, you know, I was already the fastest and there's nobody else that even wants to compete against me because I'm, you know, so it, it just kind of made things harder for me. I had to find competition other ways. Um, and you guys did a great job with that. Now think about it. Cause I would be like, all right, we're going to make these guys chase you up, chase these guys to beat them. Um, but that's what I would say. I mean, uh, not every athlete, high school athlete is going to go on and go to college and be an athlete or go and be a pro athlete. Um, in any sport and actually consider yourself one of the lucky ones if you do you know what I mean but when you dive fully into the process I think it allows you to become a better person 
I think it allows you to become a little bit more mature and understand that you can trust a process that you don't understand. I um, mean, you can be a better team player. You get better at winning and losing because you understand that there's another competition that's coming. I mean, I, I think I'll say this, and I know you, we were asked to come back maybe three, four years ago now, maybe longer than that. Um, I think I had just got married or it was a little bit before I got married. I mean, they asked us to come back and talk to you know, the current track team in the spring. And so when I got there, I was like, man, not everybody's going to be here. This is to set you up or prepare you for the rest of your life. This is not a, like, no one is asking you to do this because they think you're going to go pro. Quite the opposite. We're asking you to do this because we know you're not. Just get better today. Then get better tomorrow. And be proud of yourself when you look back at it. And, and that'll be... For most people, that'll be enough. And they'll, one or two of these kids will actually go and get the, get the opportunity to go pro, you know, if the environment goes right. One of the greatest wishes I have, though, is being a, if I, I was a year or two older, I would have had the opportunity to be on the team with David Oliver. And I was not. And when I met him for the first time, I pissed him off by making a bad joke. probably don't remember man <laughs> appreciate it yes sir Yes, sir. Oh, thanks a lot for having me.